0: Take two. For some reason, I can't get through this.
1: I always think maybe I should make a joke and fuck it up when we start, but you always do it first, so I don't want to copy. Yeah,
0: you I don't, don't have, to. have to. Okay, you guys just made the front of the show. I love it. Okay. Three, two,
2: one. mother...
0: Welcome to Yippie Ki Yay, Mother Classic. I'm Ralph Quattroci.
3: I'm Sean Paul Murphy. I'm Deborah Murphy. I'm
1: John Quattroci.
3: I'm Chris Coker.
1: And I'm alone in the great darkness of the universe, and that's okay with me.
0: But are you alone? That is the question, the eternal question. Um, it's classic because we're doing one film tonight that I got to bring to the table because I spun the wheel and somehow I landed on me. You're well, actually, wait, 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 wait,
4: let's let's be clear. You spun the wheel twice. Well. It, it was a technicality.
0: We couldn't, uh,
4: yeah. we couldn't yeah. go with that one. I'm no, sorry. no, that's fine. Whatever.
0: Because you never hold up, grudges. You remember you? That no.
2: Toy? You remember that toy, the eight ball, where you'd yes. ask it a yeah. question, mm. does yes. he really love me? And the answer said, no, he doesn't. shake <laughs> it <laughs> again. Does he, does he really love me?
4: That's no. right.
0: Keep shaking right. until right. you get the answer you, you want.
2: Answer. I get Let's it.
0: It's called Magic Eight Ball. Maybe they'll sponsor the It's called
3: Producing the Show. All right. They've done that movie on Battleship. How come they haven't
2: done one on the magic eight ball? Yeah. That's they did the Ouija board.
3: That. They've done
0: clue. You know, there's a bunch of them, but yeah. Why don't you write it, Sean, find some yeah, has good. been actor and write one.
3: Um, You've the, yep. I wonder if I get Michael Perez.
4: <laughs> <laughs> you said that. I didn't say that. I don't think he's a husband. Let's do a round of what you watch, John. Let's start with you. Okay. So um, people have been telling me about the show for a while and I just haven't watched it, but with my new iPhone, I got Apple Plus, uh, a 90 day thing. So I watched, started watching Ted Lasso Thursday night. Uh, excuse me, uh, Sunday night. And I've watched two seasons in, in two and a half nights. It's a, what a great show. I, I, uh, I was totally bowled over by it. It wasn't what I expected. Uh, it's funny. He's, uh, Jason Sudeikis is great in it. The cast is really good. It's got a, it's got a lot of heart to it and in a and you know me I bitch about these shows all the time that they're woke and cynical and all this other stuff um it's just a show about a, a a good guy who's who's a nice guy and how people respond to that niceness but it's in London. it's set in london for those who haven't seen it i would i can't recommend it highly enough it is so it's such a good show and i can't wait to finish it out um everybody that,
0: dressed as ted lasso last uh, halloween they did
4: Lots of Ted Lasso sightings, yes. It's so good, and it's—I mean, it, it's so English too, with all the f-bombing. You know, everybody f-bomb in front of little kids and stuff. I'm like, wow, this is and you, great. And wait, but and you stuck with it? I did. I just—I love it, and and okay. uh, I hate—I hate soccer. Like, I hate football. I hate it. I, I can't watch it. And and there's not a ton of that in this show. There's really not. Um, but it's just a it's just so good. I can't I like I said, I can't I can't wait to finish it. It's so good. That's what I'm watching.
0: I've never seen that one.
4: Oh, see it. Yep.
0: Sean and Debbie, what do you got?
3: Well, we um we did go to the movies to see everything, every anytime, anywhere. Or was it anywhere, anything? All at once. Anytime, all at once. Or I liked it. I don't think Debbie liked it. No. But we were watching why? something. Why? Wait,
0: wait, back. Why didn't you like it, though? Well, first of all, what's that about? My son raved about it. My seven, eight, seventeen-year-old.
3: It's like this unhappily married woman. Oh, that's really right. doesn't like her husband. She has mm. a troubled relationship with her daughter. Now I know why he said it reminds. Oh, that me makes of a hair. lot of sense, Ralph. He came say, "Yeah, he said it reminds me of you." <laughs> okay. And she's about to. They, her, and her husband own a a laundry, and they're about to lose it to taxes, and um. Suddenly her husband change identity changes and he tells her he's from the multiverse and she's want- wanted by this evil creature that's going to destroy all known universes. And, um, so it's she eventually begins to participate in this, you know, multiverse romp. It's an action film. Okay. You know, so
0: and a comedy. Right. And, and
3: Michelle, it's Michelle
0: Yeoh, exactly. right? Michelle Yeoh, the lead.
4: Yes. And-, and Debbie, you did not like it? Yeah.
2: Not at all. Huh.
4: Was Clear.
2: Um, Those kind of movies, once you've seen one going in the multiverse, you've seen them all. Was
0: there a beam into the sky? Um, no, there, I don't uh, think there was a beam uh, into the sky. Shocker.
4: What? That's every Marvel film, Ralph, not just the multiverse. Uh, I don't
0: know. Multiverse, is that a thing? That's yeah, a, that's yes. the multiverse. It's, it's is like a, a, utanium obtanium or whatever the hell. It, you vibranium. Happens and yeah. another vibranium. Happens.
3: But I'll tell you something that she has been liking. It. We didn't finish.
1: optanium
3: Last night was the new um, Paul Schrader film that's on HBO+. The card counter? The card yes. counter.
1: That's supposed to be good. Yeah, oh, it's really?
3: excellent. It's kind of like this movie. It and is. And kind of like Taxi Driver. Is that with Oscar Isaacs? Yeah.
1: Mm -hmm. and kind of like every Paul
4: schrader movie i guess yeah the uh trailer looked good
0: (laughs) (laughs) didn't he direct that one with uh, ethan hawk playing the priest was that yes i'm going to
1: actually mention that tonight first reformed that's an excellent Reformed. that's a you see how everything's
2: connected you don't have to go to the multiverse it's just in life it's just one thing leads to the next well
3: how do we know (laughs) drew's not in the multiverse
2: he is
1: well i'm a big fan of michelle Yeoh, and i've heard that she's really good in the movie and she's in one of my favorite movies um a uh, heroic trio featured in episode twelve of Movie Strange. And uh I've heard that the movie is really great. It's its own thing. And if it's its own thing like the director's last movie, which I saw just recently I mentioned Swiss Army Man. Yeah. Uh that's not for everyone. That's not a bad thing, but it's very distinct uh style and, and way of telling a story that either you'll vibe with it or you won't. And I imagine this movie is the same except it's a it's a big it's a hit. It's been um uh, yeah, one of those it, movies that the, brought people it's back the to the the theaters, large so it's budget too.
3: Well it's a small yeah. budget for the kind of movie it
1: is. Right. It's not Top Gun or Jurassic Park Six or whatever. But, but the,
3: when going in, something. do you know that it's a multiverse film or is it just
1: you do, you do if you it. listen
0: to this podcast. Well now well, that's you that's how they promoted it.
3: I didn't know that. Yeah, because yeah, they show and I think in the trailer you got to see her do all sorts of different things. Yeah,
5: and, so, um, and Chris,
0: isn't Chris? Isn't that the one you liked better than Maverick? Is that the one you were mentioning? Or you said no, you wish you had I, that seen? That was
5: it. the one I had said I wish I had gone to see right. <laughs> instead right. of Maverick.
0: Okay, but right. hey, you can't turn back the clock. Has anyone here seen Jurassic World yet? The new one?
4: We I had, had a friend, a friend of mine who loves those movies, loves them, walked out after the first hour. Wow! Ouch! He said it was awful. Wow! And it's now doing it's doing big numbers. But he said it was it was terrible. Well, here they throw
3: everything in, but the kitchen sink on this.
4: Well, I heard
3: it's two stories, like they they
4: they. That's do. what I heard too. They diverse with the old crew and the yeah. new crew, yeah, and, uh, I'll, I'll, uh, and, and and everyone's
0: given what's his name shit about this this hand movie does. Yeah, Chris Pratt. I guess he does, he, does, he does it to everything. He controls the Raptors that way, and and a Tyrannosaurus Rex, like he like so all kinds of stuff. But, but
4: I was really uh, looking forward to it, and this guy knows my taste in movies and uh, i i respect what he thinks and the fact that he walked out he doesn't walk out of movies wow yeah wow that's a big one
0: so chris what do you watch or see or what
5: um so i i, I finished uh, stranger things season 4 um it was like i said before it's more stranger things it's almost too much stranger was things. it better than season 3
4: which i did i did not like season 3
5: no, no the i the thing didn't get about, all the way through it the the thing about this one is is that it's um It's not an entire season. It's volume one. They're doing two more episodes. Oh, they're breaking it up. So it's kind of broken up. And each episode is like an hour and 15 minutes long. Wow. Right? And then the final episode, so it's only seven episodes, but the final episode is actually an hour and 40 minutes. So it's a feature-length film. Yeah. So in actuality, it's probably more time even though it's fewer episodes than another stranger Things season long story short it's okay uh you know it's probably not my favorite you get the feeling like it's building up to the ending uh the end fifth season probably um but one thing i will highly recommend i've only seen one episode only one episode is out but check out dark winds on that's supposed to be great
1: yeah on what
5: it's called dark winds w-i-n-d-s yeah what's it on it's AMC. It is a uh, adaptation of Tony Hillerman's Joe Lee porn and Jim Chee novels. Um, it seems like they're going to be adapting an entire novel per season. And awesome. uh, it's, it's really good. And uh, it's, you know, I'm, I, I like anything, uh, you know, Native American-y and, and it's, it's basically. Oh, that's what the guy about. from uh, uh, Reservation Dogs, he plays Joe Lee porn. Anyway, yep. point is, it's really good. Uh, I like the first episode very much. I recommend it. It looks a little, it's funny because I, I think it has a kind of a lower budget. Sometimes I think the, the scenes show a little bit because it's set in the 70s. Um, but all in all, I, I, I'm really enjoying it. It's basically about two tribal police officers on the Navajo reservation down in the you know Arizona, Utah area. He was in Longmire, right? I haven't seen Long Mair,
1: so I don't oh, know. I think, awesome. yeah. I think he was. I think he, think, he was yeah. in
0: Fargo as well. He played no. in, in, not the movie, but the, the TV series. Well,
1: well, that, love that, Long show is, that show is also important because the whole, um, behind the scenes uh, is, is also is a Native American. Scene, Native and, like, American Chris Iyer is one of the executive producers and directors and he did, um, uh, smoke signals all the way back in 1998, which yeah. remains a wonderful movie. And that was <clears throat> like a feature film written directed starring native americans telling a story about the real life of native americans and it's only taken what like 25 years to get a tv show along the same way but the reviews are great and tony hillerman's uh and i don't like a lot of mystery novels just Mm -hmm. in general but his stuff is really fun and readable and i've been looking forward to that show so i'm glad that you enjoyed the first episode
5: i i did and um you know it is funny but if uh you know if you also like things that are kind of take a real look at the native american life um the the Hulu series Reservation Dogs is well worth it. It's only like oh, yeah. 8 episodes, it's like half an hour. It's uh and I mentioned it before, but definitely definitely worth your time as well. If you have any interest in like modern Native American life. It's great. Excellent. Drew.
1: So um I, you know, I've been laid out with COVID, which goes from being, uh, stricken with fever to being stricken with exhaustion. Plus we didn't do this last week. So I have a, I've watched a lot of stuff and I know John wants me to talk about all of it. Some of it I really want to talk about after I've finished seeing all of it. Like the boys, I, I've watched the four episodes and I'm really enjoying it. Uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi. I've watched the four episodes. It's truly dreadful. Um, I did watch this documentary. I don't know if you guys would like it. It's called Scotty and the secret history of Hollywood. And it's all about like, oh, sorry, John. So what I really want to talk about is, um, oh, I watched God. a movie this weekend called You Are Not My Mother, which is, uh, an Irish horror movie. Uh, I rented it on Amazon Prime. Uh, there's, uh, it's set in, um, a northern, uh, estate in northern Dublin. And uh there's a, a woman in school and her mom disappears. And when she comes back, she seems different. And the title is kind of a clue for that. And what's cool about it is it's one of these, um it's a, it's a debut feature film and it's one of these horror movies. That's a lot of mood. And so what does this movie feel like? And a lot of those movies are slow, but you don't mind if two things happen. If you get into the vibe of it, which I definitely did. And if it pays off, which it really does. So it's not the best movie I've seen in a long time, but it's one of the best slow burn modern horror movies I've seen in a long time. It's really well done. Uh You won't recognize anybody in it. Uh There's a lot of like real talent and it's, it's as much a family story as it is about mental illness, as it is about uh being a teenage girl, as it is about witchcraft and family. And uh, I thoroughly enjoyed it. So you are not my mother is well worth. I think it's, it's uh one of those seven dollar rentals. What? So I don't know if that ever came out in the theater here. Yeah, six ninety nine. You know, like gasoline. So I would <laughs> right. recommend it, not, just right
0: like now. gasoline, just like it. Well, I have been watching the boys, uh, season three. I gotta wait till season. they all drop. What'd you think of that so first good. episode? It, it was good, but I'm starting to see the chinks in the armor that, oh, that are wow. frustrating me a little bit. I, I just, it's like it's the same old story. Like this guy, Homelander, could just take out everybody all the time. And he doesn't. And, 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 and our good guys always seem to wiggle out of everything and they never get hurt and people's heads are blowing off everywhere. I love it. Listen, don't get me wrong. The, the show is amazing. And I can't wait for the X-rated stuff that's coming up. I mean, I think it's going to be groundbreaking. Although the little guy jumping in the penis hole
1: and that scratching the guy's something.
4: prostate. <laughs> I
1: can't, I can't remember the name of, um, the, the production designer, but the guy who was the production designer in that episode is one of the like really legendary famous successful production designers and the last thing he ever did was build design and build that set of a penis that you can walk into and and um
2: you and, just and touch the insides I mean, just oh, oh. Oh.
1: That's, that's right that's up there with the, that it's penis crazy. thing is
0: right up there with the the penis in uh, pam and tommy the penis that talks yep. to tommy i mean it's yep. like the what they're doing with penises now is amazing i mean a lot of emmy a lot of emmy's own character category now. Um. Happening. So I can't wait. I can't wait to see what's going to happen. But I just feel like it, it's like the the chinks
4: in the armor are starting to show a little bit. Did so you watch just, the animated uh, bad bad uh, the boys diabolical? I don't watch cartoons. You should watch it, man. It's, I know, if you like the know, show, you so like many, the- there's so
0: many things I'm missing because I don't do that. But you know what? Ugh. It's I have so many, good. many, many other things I gotta
1: worry well, about. I wanna, I wanna disagree with you a little on the Homelander thing because, yes, he could kill everyone and there, I like the scenes where he fantasizes that he's murdered a crowd and stuff like that. Yeah. But I mean, he wants daddy's approval. Right, I than, know. I know. There's psychological. Kill everyone, there's nobody to, to give you adulation. And that's why, like, that, that whole storyline about how, um, he says some stuff that really he shouldn't say by any PR standard, and it it jacks up his rating with certain um, age groups of uh, politically active white men and stuff, and he yeah. doesn't care because he's getting love. And that's, the way that's they, why his character is so sad. I know.
0: But the way they interweave what's going on now and with this, it's it's pretty Can I
1: jump into three, or do I have to go back to one?
3: I think you start at the beginning. Okay, for that's sure. Long.
1: And it's worth watching. I mean, it's, yeah, no, yeah, you
4: definitely want to watch the first series because it sets everything up, actually. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. Um,
0: amazing. I mean, I do really enjoy it, but every once in a while, I'm like, well, he could just, you know, and, and how these guys always, okay, doesn't. All right. So the film I brought today, slightly different. Uh, it's called the ninth configuration, written and directed by William Peter Blatty. Everybody knows him as the writer of the exorcist
3: and a shot Uh, in the
0: dark. I mean, he's written a lot, right? He's written a lot. I think he he was a comedy writer, which I didn't know that about him. Yeah, Peter. Um, movies. So he wrote The Exorcist. He directed this one, and he directed The Exorcist Three, which he originally titled Legion, which ended up becoming Exorcist Three, which is which is a slow burn horror movie that's fantastic. I think we reviewed that on the show, or I, we talked about it at one. I think time. we may
3: have talked about it. It yeah. is very good.
0: So this one is I called heard. The Ninth Configuration, directed by him, William Peter Blatty, starring Stacy Keach. Scott Wilson, who everybody knows now from uh, The Walking Dead. Um, Jason Miller, who was the priest in in, um, The Exorcist, who's actually not an actor. He's a poet. A playwright. A playwright. And and he was uh, was used in this one as well. Ed Flanders. I mean, you go down the list of all these people. Neville Brand. Neville Brand. Robert Loggia. Joe Spinelli just got a part because he's friends with William Peter Blatty and asked to be in the movie. And William Peter Blatty. And William Peter Blatty's in it as well. Playing and a, I think uh, it either his wife
3: or daughter and his son. His wife
0: is the waitress in the bar scene yeah. who the producer ran away with during the film. The guy's <sighs> actually in the film. He plays the uh person wow. they call when they say they want to do the great escape. That guy produced it or was an executive at Pepsi who ended up going away with Blatty's wife who played the waitress. Wait so he mean, he- His wife left him during the film? They, they, they had an affair and, you know, they, when i by left him, I mean, he went, they ran away together.
2: Did they so, come back? I don't know. <laughs> You'll have to ask him. Oh, Ralph, you can't uh,
0: yeah. leave us hanging. Or- and Stacey Keach's wife is in it. She plays one of the bar, one of the, uh, the, uh, motorcycle gang who he punches. He's the one he punches in the gut. I guess Ouch. Yeah. she was uh, driving a little crazy on the set. So he took it out like that. Anyway, so the ninth configuration is basically Shutter Island. I mean, if I want to give it away.
4: Captain Cutchow. Vincent. In order for life to have appeared spontaneously on Earth, there first had to
2: be hundreds of millions of protein molecules of the ninth configuration. Vincent. But given the
4: size of the planet Earth, do you know how long it would take for just one of these protein molecules to appear? Entirely by chance. Vincent? Roughly 10 to the 243rd power billions of years. And I find that far, far more fantastic than simply believing in a God.
0: It's, you know, it's, it's about a cl- castle, a military, um, Castle um,
3: in the Pacific Northwest.
0: Northwest. It's actually shot in Bulgaria though, I think, yeah. but it's a castle in the Northwest that, uh, people who have had breakdowns, it's an asylum basically. Yeah. And there's a new psychiatrist going to run the asylum name. Uh, uh, Captain Colonel Kane. Kane. Colon- What's that? Colonel Kane. Colonel Kane. Um, and Ed Flanders plays the doctor who's in the in the asylum. And so Kane C- arrives Medical Doctor. He's a medical doctor. Um so it's a group of or it's is all he? well, we don't know. We do know. Um anyway, it's a group of uh guys in the asylum, all with breakdowns. And the main the main the story starts with a, a lunar launch that gets stopped because the astronaut decides he doesn't want to go on the lunar launch, and he's one of the main protagonists in this film. That's played by Scott Wilson. So, cut low, uh, cut, cut, uh, cutcher. cutcher. Cutcher or something. Cutcher. C- Colonel Kane comes in. Well, it turns out I think we kind of know. We figure out that Colonel Kane is actually a patient, and he's actually a guy named Killer Kane. I think the book was called Twinkle Twinkle Killer Kane or something like that. Yeah. That's well, Peter yeah. Blatty's book, based on his book. So it's all about this guy coming into the asylum basically to cure himself. He had a breakdown in Vietnam. And they show that scene that, that caused the breakdown. And his purpose now is to save somebody, anybody, to make up for the horrible things. He's a, he was a, a well-known killer. Everybody knows who Killer Kane was. Yeah. killed many hundreds of people with his bare hands. Mm-hmm. But really, the movie is, again, William Peter Blatty exploring, does God exist or not? Uh, The Exorcist, he explored it. If there's evil, there must be a God. Or if there's God, there must be evil. Uh, Exorcist 3, he does the same themes in that. And Ed Flanders actually plays a priest in that film that's friends with George C. Scott, who reprised the role, uh, from the first film of The Detective. Um, and William Peter Blattery is always exploring these themes in his films. And he was, he was raised or he was taught by Jesuit priests in Georgetown. So he's got a very, um, religious upbringing. I'm not saying he's super religious I can't you know I listen to the commentary track and I can't quite get where he stands except he's constantly exploring does God exist or not and why is there evil and why is there good oh well, he's there's not, evil like, there must but he's be good. Not a good
3: one because he's been married four times
0: well
1: I guess four times what wow. well, that seems that's that in real life. that
0: seems perfectly fine to me um so the title ninth configuration that is an equation that has so many numbers. It's 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 the equation they use to determine how life started on Earth, that some molecule landed on Earth, and the equation breaks down, and Earth is so big that this equation is so big, and the, the solution is so outrageous that the only solution you can have is there must be a God that created this, because it's way too complicated, and the coincidence of this one molecule hitting the right place for a human being to start is impossible. So that's where the title comes from.
3: Well, in order to the have theme- life to appear spontaneously on Earth. There first had to be hundreds of millions of protein right, molecules. Right. So the proteins that's a ninth really... configuration. Right. But given the size of the planet Earth, do you know how long it would take just one of those protein molecules to appear by chance? Roughly ten to two hundred to forty third power of billions of years.
0: Wow, you really calculate that out.
3: Yeah and I find that far I find that far for. More fantastic than simply believing in God.
0: Well, that's the thrust of the film right there. Yeah. You just nailed it. Um, I quoted it. <laughs> what I love about this film is it, 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 it's his comedy writing. He's a, he was a comedy writer who decided to do exorcist to show people he could, he could do serious writing. This film is both very funny, very dramatic. it's, it's, it's slightly obviously pretentious because there's a lot of, you know, stuff being floated around and, you know, uh, overacting obviously but but i find the humor the reference they do movie references they're doing shakespeare references they're referencing all kinds of stuff everybody's a little wacky and they're trying to determine are these guys pretending to be insane or are they really insane uh i believe that scott wilson's character the astronaut actually had a breakdown and he explains his breakdown and what he was so afraid of which i found amazing and debbie i can't wait to get your take on this stuff oh the idea that I don't want to be trapped on the moon alone. Oh. And if I'm really alone, what that means and his the actual miracle that happens at the end of the film that supposedly actually happened to William Peter Blatty his
3: Yeah, I just I just I just saw that. Yeah.
0: yeah. So, oh. and the the miracle was we know, well, we can explain what happened, but, you know, the the metal shows up in the car that he's in. Um I I just love this film. And Stacy Keach was a last minute replacement for I think Nicole Williamson or somebody. Who Nicole, couldn't yeah. do it. And Michael Moriarty was supposed to play the astronaut. But Scott Wilson's performance and Stacy Keach's performance, I just think are amazing. I I, I couldn't take my eyes off him. Jason Miller, uh, playing the guy who's doing us, uh, Julius Caesar dogs. with dogs. With dogs. And, and, uh, what's his name? Uh, uh, Spinelli. Spinelli as the casting director. He had casting lived the, all his lines too. He had lived everything. Yeah. Um, and the message. I haven't watched a movie, and I, I remember watching this years ago and not quite picking up on what's going on. It's pretty obvious, so I, I was kind of... Well, it's, it's pretty
3: obvious that it's difficult to pick up what's going on, I think, on this film. and there's well, the, well, spl-
2: It wraps
0: up pretty well. Can, but, can, yeah. I, can I go first? Absolutely. I would love you to jump Well, in.
2: I got to tell you, we watched this Sunday night, and um, we had to watch it with commercials. Oh. And uh, so the first, when it starts out, it's very moody. Very yeah. moody. It's raining in almost every scene. Yeah. And the guys start out uh on this uh island or whatever in a castle, and it reminded me a little bit of Marx Brothers, you know, how they were the the joking and all and the free f- uh flowing of their their crazy uh antics. Um uh, but then as we're watching it, then uh it, because it had commercials, the same one with the Geico frog, you know, coming up, and I was like, ah. so we had to watch that for what it was like you were a, getting
3: annoyed. With I it. was
2: getting so annoyed with the you know, but it, it cost a dollar ninety nine to rent it on Amazon. Oh, wow. I didn't
3: see that it was on Amazon. It was on Tubi and um, Shutter and Amazon.
2: Yeah. After we watched it and for two movie. hours, I got finally. I said, "Oh man," because I, I was getting tired. But it really the movie was acting on my nerves because you know it's very crazy. Um, you know the 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 mood was the antics. So yeah, yeah, yeah. It added to it. So, this is a movie like uh, John, I was thinking about you, I said, "Man, this movie it, it really takes a lot to watch it because you just want to be done with it. It's just too much, you know, crazy so um and then we come to the part where the uh the main character I can't remember his name um killer Kane no, not him cut uh, the uh, Cutsell. Cutsell. Afters, yeah. astronaut." When he gives that performance towards the very end, and he says, um, you know, the aloneness, that scene, you could actually feel the intensity of, you know, not having belief in God, it's himself, and how alone that is. And I couldn't think of a better example as an astronaut being on a, you know, to being out in space. So, and I was also wondering, um, I do believe that he, this author, um, Blatty, he was the, he should, we, sh- what we, sh- somebody should do this is write it down as a um, uh, proof for the existence of God in a philosophical uh, paper to send it off because, you know, we have uh, Plato, Aristotle, Socrates saying all these things. But um, when he said this, I said, wow, that could be, one of the proofs for the existence of God, you know, the the actual um, the need for that uh, not to be alone, you know, that aloneness bearing. And that was that was so intense and, and wonderful. And I, I thought of all things, this film for as irritating it it made me feel because it was late at night and I was really tired. But it really paid off at the end with the pow, you know, like it, it hits you like this is the reason for our faith. And then I, I took a deep little, not deep dive because it was just today, but I looked at, um, you know, uh, Blatty's, uh, you know, his, his background on YouTube and it's fascinating his life, how he had this son, he loved this son and his son died. And it, it just, the, the, what, what is in this man as far as his faith and what he said, um, was really, uh. True, you know, about this uh belief. You have to first off you have to believe it, and then you have to you have to see it. You know, what I mean it takes you to you have to see it to believe it, but you have to believe it before you see it, it in God. I mean it's just it encapsulated my Well isn't faith. that the
0: opposite of what faith is? I mean, faith is you don't have to see it to believe it.
2: I know, but when you see when you see this scene, when you
0: Well, that scene he did, and- you're talking about that scene where he's looking out the window. Yeah. And he does that soliloquy silo- silo- at the end or whatever you call yeah, it. Yeah, that's a silo- soliloquy. Soliloquy. John, you he know. He did that in one take, number one. Let's just say that first. That was a one take deal. And it wrapped up the whole film because you don't yeah. know what the film's about. I mean, you don't know what the hell's uh, – is this a redemption film for Colonel Kane? Is it the, – the there's a relationship with – it turns out that the doctor, Ed Flanders, is his brother and he's trying to get him to – I mean, it's the pathos in this film and the, the way he goes from – Especially Ed Flanders, the way Ed Flanders goes from comedy to pathos—like he does a scene where one second he's making jokes because he's trying to—he was the clown in the relationship, and he's trying to get his brother to remember that, and then he realizes his brother doesn't remember anything about him, and he walks out of the room, and you can just see he's devastated. I mean, Ed Flanders nailed it too. Yeah. And Blatty said he should have got an Oscar for this one, and I don't disagree. I mean, this this guy—that was quite there's a some amazing
3: performances in this film, right?
0: And it's kind of yeah. it's kind of hidden in all the. You said Marx Brothers. He described it as uh, Groucho Marx. That yeah. um, that the astronaut was playing Groucho Marx, even walking around with that stick that he had, yes. or whatever that. Yes, and, and really really the honky thing he did, honk honk. Well, that's Harpo. Well, well I'm just thing, saying he said Groucho. I didn't. Okay, so let's. Just one thing that. you
2: got to remember about original thought and philosophy, you know, there's not too many of them left, and for to be uh, 2022 20, and come up with this philosophy. You know, I mean, I I got excited about it. I, I have a minor in philosophy. Not like I'm a great thinker, but yes, I,
3: you are, baby.
2: I like to think a lot, and I, I like I can't wait for one day when I die and I go up and I see Plato and I could talk to Plato and we can have a truly platonic relationship.
0: That would be. I I hope that happens for Plato more than you. I got. I got. Plato, it. Plato I got needs it, to meet you. I know. I s- and uh, anybody? Oh, come on, everybody jump in. I
5: want Chris. Okay. What did you uh okay. um yeah, you know, it's funny. I had a tough time with this film. Uh honestly, it was it was a little bit uh, I got through it okay, but like one of the things I liked about it um is that you're completely unmoored when you start the film. Cuz you know uh, Kane, you, you know there's something wrong with him. Right, and you're not sure if he really is really you know for the first twenty minutes, and even the the major who's like such the super uh hard ass, you know, like the older guy who was Neville like, brand, yeah, thank you, thank yeah. you, and um for a long time, I thought he was just another enemy right. because he was so bananas and like over the top, I was like, so he's just crazy too, right, and then so you get into this thing where you're like, I have no idea who is or who isn't. You know, the first guy that walks up to Kane, he's got the stethoscope and he's talking. And it turns out he's one of the inmates. That's of Blatty. Of That's- oh, um- that was Bladdy? Yeah. That's oh. the director. Yeah. And so um it it was really good too. I mean, like the, the performances were great, right? Just all across the board. And, and it was so strange and so bizarre. So I found that very fascinating. Um, but overall, I just kind of it, it, it just, for some reason, I wasn't connecting with it, to be quite honest with you. It wasn't pulling me in. And um I don't know if it was just because I wasn't, like, you know, connecting with the whole idea of, like, these crazies. And and then there was that whole weird, like, I'm sorry, but that biker scene really was, like, it felt so, like, I was, like, wow. Was it guys-
4: realistic portrayal of biker games?
5: Yeah. And it was weird. It was just strange because, like, you know, I haven't... I've been to a few biker bars, like legit biker bars. And I've also been at regular bars where bikers showed up and it was never really, never really turned into anything like that. And then it was just weird. And he takes off the glasses and he's got, it just was getting really weird. And so I wasn't even sure if that was really even happening.
4: Right. What I mean? That's what I thought too. I thought it was in his head.
5: I wasn't sure if that was really happening and all of this stuff. And then of course he, you know, that snaps him and he, you know, he starts karate chopping guys and taking out like, He's this Killer king. He's doing what yeah, he's like, doing. And that's what came yeah. out, you know? Um, but I will say, I did have one quick question. Um, I noticed on IMDb, they said that there's actually three different versions of this yeah, film. But he
0: talks about that in the director. He's, he recut this thing. He said eight times.
5: Yeah. Cause he, there's like, apparently there's like a one hour and 40 minute, a two hour yeah. and a two hour and 20 minute. Yeah, he took it away from Warner brothers,
0: recut it on him. As a matter of fact, the movie I saw, I don't know if you guys saw I was worried that we'd be looking at the different films, which could have happened. But I the one, the one I watched starts starts with the moon, the
3: moonshot yeah. thing,
0: right? Yeah. Mine that, doesn't.
3: Mine started in no stupidest way.
0: Yeah. See, so there are different versions of the film. And certain certain scenes that were removed are not on, 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 on
4: certain so versions. Your version, well, they said they did a lot of backstory on all the
3: uh, inmates. They kind of – what's that, John? Your version started – with the shot of the rocket and the moon behind it?
0: Well, it started with, I think, rain and the castle, and that song. Mm-hmm. The song right. uh, on my way to San Jose or whatever that in was. Antone. San Antone.
3: San Antone,
0: where, where, where the astronauts listening to that in his room. That's how mine started. Okay, yeah.
2: That, yeah that's how it started. Yeah, yeah. that
3: really uh, – he said – I thought he meant the moon shot.
2: No, so, then it
0: goes to the moon shot. I'm sorry. Yeah, then it's the. Moon I got to
3: say, you know, you got the rain, you got the castle, you got this um, 70s – well, that scene Western was
0: supposed film. to be in the middle somewhere. that scene got moved to the front. But well, when, when
4: he's they,
3: listening I'm to the music. Like, yeah, I I hate to say it, as soon as that started, I was like, I yeah, don't know am I who that guy is in this movie. Yeah.
0: You have no idea who he is at that point.
3: there's no yeah, but there's it's no sort context. of like like the song has no meaning in relationship to the film. you know they're in a castle, so you think it's got well it they, must have meaning to go- the
0: astronaut if you break that song down, there must be something there about loneliness. Or missing somebody. Or maybe it was from Jane Antone. It might have been. Drew, Drew, say something. You're all, you're over there. Then we can, then John can jump in and.
1: Well, I, I think I, I think I saw this in college. And, um, so that was a hundred years ago. And I, I must not have finished it because my impression of the movie as I was watching it was what I vaguely remembered, which is this movie is not dumb or anything, but it is. Not, I'm not getting into the atmosphere of it. I'm not feeling it. The portrayal of mental illness is basically, they are all the same thing. And I don't know if I was supposed to think that the way that they were all spouting nonsense meant that they were all faking or they were all ill with the same thing. Or maybe I'm supposed to sit around and try to figure out what all of it means and try to interpret what the guy's saying with his hammer at the wall versus what Shakespeare with dogs. And I didn't care about any of that stuff. And then. I ended up thinking like this movie is about intriguing stuff rather than actually being an intriguing movie. And then uh, I also remembered that um, there are lots of movies that are in stories that are like this, like catch 22, I think is an obvious model for this except catch 22 is really funny. And I couldn't tell if we were trying to be funny in this movie or what was going on, but I didn't feel anything until we got to the end Yeah, because the big, um, the big reveal, which we would now call—I mean, it wasn't—I don't remember when it came out. I had—I had it was. Nineteen eighty. Seen this? No, no, no. The um, the sort of Shutter Island thing. Oh, oh, yeah. You're like, you're not really sure. I mean, you, I wouldn't have thought of it in that language, obviously, when I saw it in the mid '90s or whatever. But I I think you know, like I I I remember watching it and going like I I mean, I guess he's a patient, but I, again, I didn't really care. I wasn't really feeling it and um you know i like when movies trick me like i didn't see kaiser soze or sixth sense or any of that stuff coming but that turned out not to really be what the movie was about and even though the biker stuff was um was like really crazy and bizarre uh that was that felt real in terms of the emotions and the danger and what would trigger killer kane to reconnect with what he's been running from And I mean, I thought of Sean because there's a near rape in a movie from the end of the 70s. and I know that's like Sean's bread and butter. Yeah, I
3: got to go there.
1: Yeah, of course. But, you know, I mentioned earlier First Reformed, um, which I recommend if you haven't seen it. And that's a Paul Schrader's movie about uh, uh, Ethan Hawke is a priest who's very troubled with uh, the same kinds of things like God is omnipotent. How is the world full of agony and pain? And in that movie, he's really gets, um, uh, upset about the idea of the, the world is changing. The ice is melting. It won't be a place that we can survive. How could God let it happen? So it shares with this movie, this huge scale and this, the, the small, um, location that's left for you as a person. And I also, I, I was looking and, you know, they, they shot, I guess they, they actually call it the Castle Elts. They say in the movie, Castle Elts was brought over brick by brick. Um, they had to explain Germany. it. Do what? They had
3: to explain it because there aren't a lot of castles.
1: In the right. Pacific well, Northwest. I mean, there is a real castle else. That's where they shot the exteriors and they shot the um, studio stuff in Budapest. And they shot the, I think the courtyard uh, where you have, where everybody first meets in the movie. That's in Vienna. And they, they shot in three of the most beautiful places in the world. And they, they took the bleak angle on it, which was interesting. This is way more Dracula than, you know, like a, a sumptuous movie or something but i think um it's funny because it didn't do anything for me for an hour and then the end of it was so crazy it it actually reminded me of a movie that's not a good movie and is not the same kind of movie but i don't know if you guys ever saw it was in the past year or two that a horror movie malignant Mm. yeah uh which is i hated it first yeah yeah, then, it's nonsense for like an hour and fifteen minutes. And then the end is oh, going that's like, all the, insane. the
3: dead person in the back of the head. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And it's okay. like it's the end is so ridiculous. It's you give it's it to him. Engaging. You go,
0: Yeah, I just gotta give it to him. All
1: right, he, yeah. Yeah. He, I mean they just go all out. out. And this yeah. movie is kind of the same thing in that it yeah, goes I, all out. It's about different stuff. It's yeah. not about a horror movie and people are walking on the ceiling and stuff. That was the exorcist. But it's um it ended up being a lot more satisfying than I thought. I know it won the golden globe for best screenplay. I know it was nominated. Uh I think uh, Scott Wilson was nominated. Like I, I think it's interesting that this was a big award nominated movie from a guy who had, you know, big hit movies before this. And I can't see that happening today, yeah. but uh, I I'm, I'm glad I watched it again. I think yeah. it was, uh, or finished it even. I think it was as well worth our, our time.
3: Yeah. Well, can I jump in now? Go ahead. I, I gotta say that opening, hearing that song, and I did not see this movie before. I thought I had, but as soon as I started watching it, I actually thought, because we were watching it on Pluto, which is not a great service. I'm like, mm. is this the right movie? <laughs> you know, like I, I like that. Ba- I like went to, um backed it up on the streaming channel to make sure I had clicked on the right thing. Because I'm like, this isn't what I'm expecting at all. I have no idea what kind of movie this is. And I got to admit, had um, had it not been an assignment, I mean, I really ultimately liked the movie, but had it not been an assignment, I probably would not have gotten involved enough to like it. Now, this is, a, it's like it. It's hard to believe a studio like Warner Brothers, well, because it was a late 70s film, it is believable, would make such a weird personal statement you know, obviously they, this wasn't a film that they're like, people are going to be chomping at the bits to see this movie. And apparently his conflict with Warner brothers was they wanted to sell it as this is the guy who did the exorcist so that people would think it's a horror movie. And he didn't want that. And, you know, so um, that led to his break with Warner brothers, but you know, this was, you know, it was probably not an expensive film, you know, it was very, a lot of it was in just a couple rooms. You know, had a very nice cast. And I reviewed some of the cast, like, was it the Spinetti guy who was, like, in Godfather 2? His Godfather, Rocky. Yeah. Rocky. Yeah. And yeah. I'm sorry to see, he was a hemophiliac and apparently accidentally cut himself and died. You know, he was, like, 52. Oh, that's a shame. You, you know, but um, it was, you know, it was a very good cast. It meandered. It was funny in places. I always liked Jason Miller. You know, to me, I never liked The Exorcist the first couple times I thought it. Because I thought as a horror movie, it just relied on shock. But the older I got, the more I watched Jason Miller as the priest in that film. And I thought, he's the one that's grounding this movie. Yeah, it's a relationship with agree? his mother. It's all about his mother. and family. Yeah, I mean, he is... He's I think you know for someone who's not an actor. Yeah. He's an amazing actor in that movie. And he was and he was good in this. I was like wishing there was more of him. And we got Robert Loggia and Blackface singing out <laughs> Jolson, you know. That's oh, one yeah. of the scenes that was cut out of one of the
0: versions. Moses gun? was Superman. Moses Gunn Superman, yeah. 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 You know, so I mean there was like well and all the references, all the references to films that they were shouting out at each other and uh, you know, Anyway. There
3: were a lot of great lines, like "I'm a Buddhist." If in case of emergency, call a la- call me a llama or something. <laughs> right? And then he says,
2: "And he says this." He's go- when he's going through the files looking for his right. And he goes, "There's there's numerous uh, too too much to enumerate." <laughs> like you know, you really uh, Scott
0: a- Wilson was just on fire
3: in this. Yeah, moment,
2: he- right? I know my up.
3: rights. I demand to see my urologist. You know what I'm saying?
2: It's like little things like that, it, it, but it, you really had to pay attention to the, you know, what they were to get the marks thing, you know, the funny. And
0: I, cause it move so well, fast. No, well, that's, it I don't has. believe, no, I disagree. You didn't have to pay. It. He was, that's what he was doing. Every time he opened the door, he'd slam the door and stuff would fall on him or he walked around in the, in the, in the flippers. I mean, the comedy was broad. What, what about Robert Lozier flying with the jet pack? Oh. Yeah. Well that was. And not, the next thing you I see, mean, you hear the crash, and then the doctors, you know, the doctors always popping up everywhere, taking people's temperatures and, you know, all
2: kinds yeah. of stuff. So well, that was I mean, the just, comedy that with scene
3: Blatty and Kane, you know, and Blatty's there, you know, like deadly serious. He's got the stethoscope, and he's telling them about it, and he's one of the patients. Yeah. Right. And then the real doctor, because he doesn't have his pants. Yeah, well, Blatty up. has his pants. He yeah, took his yeah. pants. I mean, yeah, when the when the MPs are dragging the guy away, it's like, don't wrinkle those pants. See, know? this is you guys are hitting all the the good spots.
2: And it was like Mash in, in a way. It was the Marx Brothers uh, meets Mash. And, and I just lo- I I like the banter, the quick banter. But I, I think that that movie would have been better cut slower, so you can just you know you see the crazy and the crazy and the mood, the rain scenes. Just really added to it. Plus the Geico thing kept coming up, you know, with his eyes. And I was like, it took you a a long time. Can't stand it anymore. I was like really angst, wasn't I? All right.
4: John, John's the only one. What do you got? Uh, well, uh, you know, Ralph, I got to tell you something. What a choice. Uh, I'm looking for the 10th configuration because I, I mean, it just blew me away. Um, have so, you been
0: practicing this all day? You just no, no. <laughs> uh, the
4: performances were like incredible. Scott Wilson from In Cold Blood, Neville Brand from Stylog 17. Um, so I really appreciated the performances. I have to tell you that I also had to watch it with commercials and I look forward to every commercial that came up because I can, I can say that this was one of the worst movies I've ever seen. Really? I, it I hate it. At the end? It, 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 it. It grabbed me a little bit at the end, but it didn't make up for the, what, however long I watched, it made no sense to me. Uh, it was all over the place and scattered. I, it didn't say, it didn't suck me in at all. It did a little bit at the end when, when, um, Wilson made that speech with, uh, uh, with Keech there with the blanket over him because you didn't see that coming. And then when he carried him down the stairs, it kind of grabbed me there. I didn't like it. And I, I mean I found it uh grind it was a grind to get through it.
5: Yeah.
4: Um that bar scene was just ridiculous to me. It was like cartoon characters. Uh even, you know, the, yeah, there was danger, but th- they were so cartoonish that I was like, this is the I that's why I thought to Chris's point, I thought it was in his head. I said, There's no way this could be real, what they're doing. So uh yeah, I didn't I I just thought it was awful. I, I really did not enjoy it at all. I liked yeah. I shouldn't say that. I, enj- I, I did, I did enjoy some of the performances in it. Okay. I would, ne- I, I can't take away from that. Like, I thought Scott Wilson was very good. The, the, all the levels he had. Uh, and Ed, uh, Lauder, is that his name? Uh, was good too. But uh, Wilson was the best one. Stacey Keach was like, he played it up until he, the end. He played it the same way. I mean, it yeah. was like, no, he was, uh, he was a very tense. Wooden. Slightly, wooden. right. Very, slightly wooden. So yeah, I didn't. Um, I found it dreary, and it made no sense to me. But and, John,
2: question yeah. number one, because you're a religious man. Yeah. <laughs> what was the thing? You know, so. what, sorry, sorry. What was the conclusion? I mean, did the filmmaker intend to get you? You know, like to to hate the film? Did they hate the you know the rain and the depression and the? Crazy? I
4: don't know. I mean, listen. The, the ultimate was message was. It? Yes. Wilson didn't believe in God because he believed God only did bad things. So uh, no, I think, will that's I don't, dis- I
2: don't Kane's point
4: that. was he, he give me an example of someone who, who did something sacrificed and he gave him examples, but none of them were personal. So he didn't buy it. So him killing himself at the end to save Wilson's character, he didn't kill himself. He got killed. No, he killed
1: himself. He had a yeah, knife. He stuck himself
4: with the knife.
0: No, that knife came from the guy who dove at him. In the bar, the guy with the the eyeliner.
1: Oh, Ralph! He cut his own oh. wrists. That was oh. the whole. He killed himself, Ralph. He, he, where the knife? Where that knife come from? It doesn't matter. He had oh, it under yeah. the
4: blanket, and he's yeah. he's. I mean, no, I think he whole, had a knife wound, and then oh, he continued. No. That was the whole point of that. He sacrificed he just, himself. Yeah, with the Dante. fight. It with the, fight, been, in the, no, the no, fight in the no, bar. Was the sacrifice. Wow. I you loved it. I hated it, and and you got it wrong there at the end. He killed himself. That's he what, what the whole he point of
0: that was. He sacrificed himself. I'm yeah, not going to well, say he killed he himself. He killed
4: himself too too sacrifice He sacrificed himself. himself. Because it in his notebook be, he wrote be. about shock therapy. That was shock therapy for Wilson's character. That woke him out of it when he did that. So but but he sacrificed again, himself for the for Scott Wilson. Yes, by killing himself. But but the movie itself was just like I said, the best I, the only way I could it was a grind to get through it. Yeah. And I didn't mind the commercials. Because it gave me something else to look at. So that's how oh I. Oh my
2: thought. gosh, our commercial was terrible. It was the guy. Oh, they were long, too. They were like well, 97 yeah, commercials.
4: Have you guys seen
0: Exorcist 3? No. Yes. Okay. That's a mix also of very, very dreadful scenes with uh, moments of comedy thrown in When I say comedy, I mean humor, not comedy. Humor. Yeah, yeah. Especially Ed Flanders played, like I said, the priest in that one and, and George C. Scott. They have these asides where things just. Incongruous things happen that 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 add to the comedy element, but it doesn't take away from the dread in that film. And it's one of the you know one of the most it has one of the most famous scenes ever of really nothing happening down a hallway that is just it's a, it's a great scene. I I'm going to tell some Debbie something. Images. I'm going to confess to Debbie something. Yes. That as an atheist, as someone who definitely does not believe in God, this movie made me go hmm. Now I can see why, you know, the ninth configuration, you break it down like that, why people would go, you know, this, it's impossible that this could have happened. It's, it's improbable. It's impossible. Then, then the only obvious thing is there has to be a higher power. Yes. Okay. There has to be. I still don't buy that, but this movie made me go, you know what? I can understand why people, why that is. And I think the, I just think William Peter Blatty's take on faith And good and evil, I just jive to, totally. And and he's a funny guy. He 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 seems like a guy who loves life. When he's talking about his wife running away with that guy, I mean, he wasn't. uh, He he, it was. I just his attitude was not somebody who hates life and hates God and hates you know everything going on. He's someone who just wants to explore. Like The Exorcist is all about the relationship with the mother, which I guess he's exploring his relationship with his mother. Because it also comes up because the medal that that he that ends up Saint Christopher medal, the Saint Christopher medal that ends up being the miracle that ends up in the the, the car that Scott Wilson finds at the end that that affirms that there is life after death.
2: And that really did happen to him.
3: Yeah, did that's you hear right. He story? says it happened.
2: Well, here's, I, the, here's I, the story.
3: Yeah, here's the story. I heard Blatty speaking on a YouTube thing that what happened, and he was explaining why he put this medal in when his mother was in the coffin. In the undertaker first showed it to him.
1: His, this, his reality. Mother, this, this is, is reality.
3: reality. His mother was wearing two medals. And um, and the undertaker says, would you, you know, is this right? He goes, I would like that medal. So they took one of the medals off his mother's body, which he kept and was wearing. And then later when he like went into isolation to write The Exorcist, he was really wrestling with his faith. He was wrestling with everything. His, you know, yeah. identity and all. And he said one morning came, woke up and he saw and he heard some clicking and he looked and he was wearing two medals. And he said the second medal was the one he didn't take off his mother's body. You know, and he took that as, you know, a sign that it was a St.
2: Christopher's uh,
3: medal that he had well, left good. on his mother. So right. now he had both of the medals from his mother. And he took that as a miracle. But here's one thing. You know, it's funny. We were talking about the multiverse and all the multiverse movies. The multiverse is an attempt to try to get past this whole ninth configuration thing. Because I think there was a book by a, um astrophysicist called, I think it was called Six Numbers, which basically says for, lo- for the universe to even exist, all six of these numbers have to be the exact numbers yeah. they are. And if they were off by a fraction, the universe would collapse. You know, it just, it couldn't, it it couldn't maintain. And, and the odds are so astronomical that the universe came into existence once. I mean, to them, it was literally impossible that the universe could exist once and be, you know, and have all these numbers the way they are. So a lot of people like the multiverse. There's nothing scientific about it. It's a philosophical construct. Yeah. Wait. Is the multiverse
0: a real thing? No. No. It's a philosophical it's, it's construct. No, but it's I'm saying you, of we God. keep talking about the multiverse. I hear about it in Marvel films. But is the multiverse a thing that people talk about outside of the movies? It's a, philosoph- yes, it's, it's,
3: it's it's a philosophical construct. Okay. It's, to, it's to
2: explain away God and why God doesn't exist. Because no, they-
3: no, it's not to explain away God. It's necessarily it's a way to try to explain how the how the universe. Could come into existence without God, you know, without a, a creator, with chance, because they would say there would have to be billions of universes statistically before this one could just show up randomly. And so the, there have to they be billions. Use, they, of they, they
2: they do this to explain order. Okay. They yeah. the, the, the to explain multiverse. the mathematical and, and there's there's existence. order because each universe has its own uh order to it. Yes. Yeah, you know, so- it's a split thing and then you keep on going till it it happens stance that chance will will win out. You know, you will get to a human being after thousands and thou, you know, millions and millions of years. But I don't buy it because you know it doesn't make sense, number one. And there's got to be one specific time and place where time was beginning and these molecules were extracted from the universe like uh you know, different solar systems to get the exact chemical composition of, you know, blood or, or DNA molecule.
3: I went kind of deep into the multiverse and the theory behind it. But re- in reality, it's like these movies. It's like the next universe is only a tiny bit different, a tiny yeah. bit different, tiny bit different. But I think the people who theorized it are like this universe, there's life. The next universe, there isn't. It's you like, think
0: on one of these, yippee ki making, like, people are making bank on our podcast? I think
3: on one of these, we have, a,
0: lot of viewers. We have a huge number of Patreon subscribers. Because uh, I just, it would be great if that happened. Well, I mean, this it's, was, uh, listen, this was also an unofficial sequel to The Exorcist. Because yeah, the I don't know if you guys remember, is- but in The Exorcist, she, Reagan looks at someone and says, you're going to die up there. Well, she's right. talking to an astronaut. Right, yeah. But now the, the 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 years don't line up. I didn't and the even, Vietnam War was happening, and I didn't even I didn't even tie that together. But yeah, that's yeah. actually pretty cool. Yeah, that's William Peter Blatty. I just I as as a non as as an atheist, I find William Peter Blatty's take on faith and religion interesting and fascinating, and the fact that he'll explore it the way he explores it, good versus evil, all that stuff. I just I jive to him, and I I found Exorcist three to be just a, a really well done film by 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 him and and that's why that's why i i and it's funny you guys don't appreciate this film as much watching it I appreciate it way more now than i did when i watched it years ago well they say I the just, more
3: you watch the film I, i've i've read other reviewers of it and other videos and it's like the more they say you have to watch it a couple times and the more you watch yeah, it the more you'll appreciate I see it. it well i super I, I right you want to have a watch film.
4: party we'll watch it a few more times you and i
0: what the hell? Let's I got to check. I have it on laser disc. I got to see what version that is because the one I have is the Blu-ray and I think I, that's the final. I, I, I will
1: I say this talk, yeah' I'm sorry, Go on, Drew. I, I want to talk about Blatty making this movie and making all of his movies because uh, I'm a, I'm an atheist all, as well. I'm a Jewish atheist. And I think that this movie isn't about, okay, there is or isn't. This movie is about Cutshaw but you don't even realize he's the main character for like the first half right. of the movie. It's about him struggling because he is about to go into space, which is, I mean, the, the, the vastness of it is it's literally uh, an incredible challenge that may not even be possible for our minds to comprehend the scale of it. So he, he says like, wait, there's no, there's no God. We're alone. We're responsible for making our own way. And that, that basically breaks his mind and, he grapples with it and he ultimately finds relief from that with, uh, what he interprets as a sign from Cain who's dead and who set the example of, you know, somebody made a sacrifice and that they got nothing for themselves and that that's the selflessness that, that, um, that convinces him. But the movie, I don't think Bladdy is saying, therefore there's a God. I think Bladdy is wrestling with it and he has a character. That wrestles with it and then finds comfort from that fear because that's the universal fear is that we are alone, that we're all going to die, that it, and, and that can be read as either it means nothing or we can find our own meaning in, in life. And I think, I mean, I, I love watching thoughtful movies about religion and I like discussing it and learning about it because I think it comes from the most basic human impulses that make sense to anybody of any faith right. or lack of faith, which is, you know, why are we here? What's the point? What's it all about? And the the fact is, it's entirely possible that you can look at those questions and say, "Well, there's a God." You can also say that it means nothing, right. and there's no way to prove it. And faith is the belief in something for which there is no evidence, and that is again, that's a very human thing to do, but. I mean, I I was thinking about like like creationist theories and things they talk about. Well, God must have created the eye because look how complicated it is and look how perfect it is. And that's nonsense. The eye is a hacked together piece of fragile shit that doesn't work very well. And that's the nature of our bodies and our flesh evolving over time. There's no such thing as perfect or final or any of that stuff. And Blatty doesn't come down either way. Blatty says, "I wrestle with this."
0: Yeah, that's what I love. That's what I. That's why I, oh, I think, I, I think I, I that's.
1: Wanna... I think that's. I think that's an interesting thing for him to do. Uh, for um, for him to spin stories out of. I don't. I don't need to know what he thinks because I mean, once you All release right. your work into the world, you can have people can have whatever reaction they want. Like one of my favorite movies about uh about Jesus is RoboCop. And, you know, that is a much more dynamic movie that struggles with life and death issues and and all these other things and his death and resurrection and what does it all mean and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, William Peter Blatty wouldn't have made that movie. But Paul Verhoeven is another religious guy who makes these movies about, you know, these uh, existential things and all this stuff. And Paul Schrader, my God, every movie is about that. And, you know, those things are they're very serious. And sometimes they work and sometimes they don't work. And the first two thirds of this movie didn't work for me. And then it really it really came together for me so i don't really feel like watching it again but i'm glad that i watched it because i think it's important to have honest conversations well, I have to admit about those kinds I, of things
0: normally when i listen to tracks director's tracks cast tracks i can't sometimes i just they just it's just navel gazing i just love to talk about how great the craft is and how filmmakers are the best I love listening to uh, William Peter Blatty because you're right. He doesn't say this is what I believe. I don't. He's just saying I'm writing this. I'm trying to figure it out too. I don't understand why there's good and evil, and and coming at it from that angle makes me feel safe. Safe listening to him because I'm not feeling like he's trying to tell me something or I have to change how I feel. It's just, but it does. It did make me explore. Like, okay, there is a that is an interesting question. And Ralph,
2: keep looking for that question. Keep seeking that because. And Blatty will tell you this. I just listened to him um, two hours ago. He said, you know, don't try to um, see first. Believe first. Then you'll see.
3: Now, I, I, well, yeah.
2: first. There,
0: there's a leap right there. That, that's- oh,
2: a, that is a leap. But here's the right. thing. When you're, when you're the astronaut and you're looking at some kind of aloneness, You know, you're alone. You're you're not around, you know, nothing. You're, you're out in space. Well, the
0: movie that did that for me too was The Abyss where Ed Harris goes down and he's, he's breathing the, you know, he's going all the way down to the bottom and you realize, oh my God, that is actually alone. You're alone. There's nobody else. Marooned is another one that does that for You know, I'll tell
3: you somebody who, um, who tries to ask these same questions and I think always fails. Is Wrigley Scott in the last couple Alien sequels? Yeah, he's well. Yes, it's okay. like he's asking all the questions, but doesn't even attempt to put an answer to it. You know, so the last well, couple the Alien engineers are there. like are about the origins of life and what does life mean? You know, and it's like he, you know, he, you know, he brings us to the water, but doesn't let us drink. But here's the thing about this movie: everyone's talking about Cutshaw, you know, the astronaut. But if you look at Cain, which of course is a very symbolic name for a guy who's a killer, you know, because he wears the mark of Cain. But, um, you know, the first killer in the Bible. But now he believes in God, but it doesn't seem to be doing him any good. You know what I mean? Cause, you know, he's, he's as troubled. If he's more troubled than cut, than cutshaw and he's more unlike cutshaw who has. Doubt and confusion. You know, um, Cain is just filled, you know, is crushed by guilt, you know. And he seemed, he's not looking for God for redemption. He's looking, he wants to sacrifice. He wants to heal he wants, someone himself. Right, he wants to heal somebody. You know, to make up, you know, he wants to put his own finger on the scale, as it were. But it's interesting that, you know, Cutshaw, you know, is like, God, to him, God gives the universe sense. But to Cain, he's still lost, you know, because he's really relying entirely on his his own, you know, initiative to solve his own problems. And I think that's underexplored in what I've been reading about the movie. Well, we're also missing the Ed Flanders character of the Brothers. So many
0: shots there's shots in the film that allude to the brothers together there's statues on the wall where two people twins or something that relationship too is is a big part of this but really it is about kane and the astronaut and the astronaut's redemption at the end that smile he does at the end in that cab when he when he realizes it's a miracle is just i mean it lights up it lights up and it's just you feel i felt the relief in that character yeah, Look, there's and, uh, a
1: reason that literally thousands of movies have been made about these kinds of things, and they're going to reach different conclusions, or they're going to invite you to reach different conclusions. Like as we're talking, I'm thinking about, you know, like I love the movie Interstellar. Yeah. What does that movie conclude? In all of this vastness, love, love. is the most important right. thing. That's ridiculous. Right. But I love the movie. I don't right. care. Then I think about a movie. I was like, well, what movies are there where people are alone? Like you said, marooned. And I thought about here's a movie that a man is literally alone. And maybe even will die, and then decides I want to live, and I will take action to save myself. And whatever happens, happens. And uh, I think Castaway is a very intense, simple version of the same kinds of struggles that these guys are figuring with, because he is without a choice of his own, the victim of great violence and alone.
2: Also, and think about—he's
1: so relatable because he's, he's fucking Tom Hanks. Yeah. and you just you want him to live, but you know you 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 weep when the 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 volleyball floats away. Yeah, because you don't want to be alone so much that you. I make think your it own was
2: thoughts. Wilson.
1: Yeah, Wilson. yeah Wilson. And it was
2: a basketball.
1: No, it was, no, it was, a, was a volleyball. A, it was a volleyball. Wasn't it a Wilson, Wilson the
2: basketball?
4: No, it was volleyball. a volleyball. Wilson
1: volleyball.
2: Boy, I got that wrong.
4: Everybody,
2: everybody in the Chris
4: wants weps. to say something. Chris, what did
5: you want to say? Uh, oh, no, nothing. I was just going to respond to you, John, about a watch party. The funny thing is, is I saw the two-hour version of this, but I also noticed that like on one of the other weird streaming services like Tubi had the two-hour and 20-minute version. And there's oh, a little wow. part of me because, well, I'm not an atheist. I am a masochist and uh, wants to
2: watch <laughs> that version. I felt uh, the same way. You, that, that's with with
3: commercials.
0: That's got to be with commercials, at 220.
3: Yeah, I but know. Tubi I- is not as bad as pluto we, you had know, you you
2: we had both on and and we got to the very end i said i said i can't sean i can't stand it anymore so i did something and i erased everywhere so we had to go back to tubi you know on, it on with the guy on you watch pluto with- oh,
3: well, if you fast God. forward it it won't let you fast forward past the commercials yeah right so if you try to fast forward it and you come to a commercial it takes you back to the very first commercial. No break. wonder you're going crazy. I mean, come on. But <laughs> no, but I, I went movie. to the dollar
0: ninety nine on Amazon. Jeez, I didn't realize it, it was works. there. I looked at the we. I went. I, I texted, feature. said it's on Amazon for dollar ninety nine. Pissed if it
4: paid two bucks for that movie. No, oh, <laughs> oh, so but I tell you, um,
3: <laughs> uh, Drew, another film that's even more to the point is that Sandra Bullock one. Oh yeah, It's entrapped in space. Yeah. I forgot Gravity. the name. Yeah. What's Gravity? It called? Gravity, yeah. Yeah. Gravity. Yeah. No, I, I love that movie. That yeah, is, that was an amazing you know, film. And like how she invents, um, what's his name coming on the ship with yeah, her. George Clooney? George Clooney. The the one one with, uh, movie, Matt uh, Dan. Matt yeah, Damon. The movie. one where he was well, yeah, on I, Mars. Know, the, I mean, yeah. the end of
1: Gravity is literally life crawling out of the ocean. Right, right. I mean, that's, that's not, that's not subtle. I mean, she crawls out of the ooze.
2: You know how all the time you say to reach out to the audience to smash the the button. Well, I think we should reach out to our uh audience and say if there is a philosopher out there, more you know, a PhD, not me, I just got a minor, but somebody who could dissect um this movie's uh uh
0: yeah
2: uh, comment and and the proof for the existence of God would be the aloneness that you feel philosophical. It's a philosophical. Hey, let me just plot. say this. We can
4: give him a hat. If we can't <laughs> even give away a hat. Nobody philosopher is going to come on the chart. We'll get a PhD, <laughs>
3: a hat.
2: I think <laughs> give we should, hat. somebody should uh, write it and get him a a a, a prize, a, a philosophical Well, you're prize. inviting
1: them now. You're the philosopher. But he's, you just did know. it. You just you don't need to, you just you did you did don't need to prove yes. there is a God. That's if you have faith, then you, doesn't, you don't it, need uh, that it's, to. It's, that's, it. that's that's you the, know it's logic.
2: It's it's you know the the ancients would would uh, philosophically come to the the idea of we'll get William of Craig of to
4: watch this. Oh.
2: You know, like George God. Michael
4: said, you got to have
0: faith God. God, you got to faith. Well, all right, well, okay. I am just going to say this: uh, uh, he only directed three films, this one, and two Exorcist threes. He did two versions of the Exorcist three. Um, but I just, I think you guys should check out exorcist
3: three. If not is it as good you, as this one, I think it's very good. Okay. Um, John, you would like exorcist three. Yeah. Better than this. Really? Exorcist three is like a real movie. I know
0: you had, I know you had to think too much for this one. I get oh, it. Oh yeah. no, that's
3: yeah. No, you know what?
0: That's, what it, know, people, people, that's uh, what it was. People, people, tap no. dancing, tap no, dancing really. on a sofa. That's, nope. that's, really? that's that's intellectual. That was the only awesome. reason why
4: I didn't like it because but this
0: make me think. And, and all the Marvel movies that you love with the no. s- sky in the sky. No, I think okay. we
1: know. I think we know what what would have made it better, and that would be a seventeen minute silent dance sequence, because that makes every movie better. It does. And I think it should be edited into every movie if you're getting frustrated with it. It would be better to watch that than Geico ads. I don't think it would take I you agree.
0: Geico ads point. should not be listen, pretty, I've, in I've the middle of the night configuration. One ads <laughs> are pretty good. I think the Geico said, ads would make me go, There is no God. Who would do this? Who would make this? me watch the Geico ads through you know, <laughs> I know. Well, it's That's it's- proof right there. I just solved it. That's the tenth configuration. Exactly. No more Geico ads.
1: Listen, I, I've said this before and I'll say it again. If you have a library card, you can use the Canopy streaming service, Canopy with a K. It's free. The streaming quality is as good as any other streaming service. They have movies like The Ninth Configuration, Uncut, Beautiful. It doesn't cost anything, and they have a lot of Criterion films. They have a lot of lighter stuff. They have a oh. really great range. of oh, library big if that's if you
4: have out. a library card. Well, go get a library, well, card. Go I'll go get a a library card. I haven't I mean, been in so a, a library in 30 years. So you go, go to a library website. I'll
0: get you one. John, I got one right around the corner. I'll get you a card.
1: Well, He'll put it in your hat when he sends it to you as long as I don't have to think. That's all. That's I mean, right. that's, that's what I'm,
0: I'm wondering. I'm wondering. That's, that's all your I'm right saying. as
1: an American, amen. So, <laughs> all right, let's let's
4: rate this one.
0: <laughs> Why, what Debbie, what Yippee Kai? Okay, ki- uh, eh? Yay,
2: yay, yay. Wow, I love, it. I love John the whole thing.
3: Me, I I'm I like confused. Too. Okay, I, I gotta admit. If it wasn't an assignment, I probably would have turned it off at 20. Uh,
4: you said that. You said that. Yes.
0: Most
3: of these movies, like, I feel
0: the same way about some of these we gold. watch, but okay.
2: It's like a gold. It's the traveling down, then you see a rainbow, and at the end of the rainbow, there's a pot of gold. Or there's lucky there's a lucky There's a little leprechaun there.
5: <laughs> All right. Chris, what's your rating? I'm going to give it a yippee ki okay. Uh mostly because it had some really great performances, but it just didn't really connect with me. Um, But I will say this. Uh I did feel the elation at the end. And I think part of it is because the movie is so dark and so rainy when all of a sudden there's this sunshine mm. scene. It's like a, it's like a mental thing. Your, your mind is filled with, you know, endorphins or whatever because you're seeing the sun, you know? So I do, I do admit that last scene, especially with, um, Scott Wilson's Scott was, performance is terrific. So that's why I give it the man. One quick thing though. Did it seem like Stacey Keach might have been ADR for this whole thing? like to give him this almost like this otherworldly, his voice felt so disconnected and it almost felt like they just re-recorded his voice. They ADR'd everything back in those days. So that's true. It too. could be, that, I don't know. But
0: he felt very disc. And
5: I mean, it, it added well,
0: his performance was definitely the yeah. one. And if I, if there's one thing I didn't like about it was it's like, okay, really his performance was just too, okay. too dry.
5: Sure. Would you, would He's you, uh, would
0: you buy the novelization of this film?
5: <laughs> actually yes i would okay good i was just wondering <laughs>
4: john i'd wait for the graphic novel myself <laughs> but no i gotta give it a. you know yeah no what <laughs> yeah oh,
2: God, it was bad God.
4: it was bad
1: I, didn't like it didn't like it right. sorry drew i mean i i would go with uh yippee-ki meh because okay. i just don't i don't think it's a good it's not good as a movie even though it's got some good stuff in it and it's about things worth discussing. I just I just didn't like it, the watching it as a movie that much. And If I really like a movie enough, I'll want to watch it again and I just don't feel like watching this again. Yeah. I think you'll like it better the second and eighth time.
0: That is entirely <laughs> well, I'm going to say I am, I am glad I assigned this to everybody because I'm glad I watched it again because I absolutely love the film and uh, it, it rekindled that feeling of why I just love William Peter Blatty. I just think, think that, that? he... Uh, he's fascinating, and you should check out Exorcist Three if nothing else, just to see how he mixed kind of this weird humor with uh, horrific stuff that's going on. So check that one out. Ralph,
4: before we spin the wheel, can we just do a shout out for uh, uh, Philip Baker Hall, who just passed away at ninety? Oh, yes. oh, he was he in did. Hard Eight, Boogie Nights, but for me, he'll always be Mister Bookman on <laughs> yep. Seinfeld. Yep. Rest in peace.
0: Yeah, I don't. Uh, uh, yeah, what was he? Uh, he has um, he been, been around. Yeah, he's, he's done a ton of movies, a ton of stuff. Well, rest <laughs> in, in peace, Philip. Yeah. What's his name, Philip? What? Philip, Philip Baker, Baker Hall. Hall. Philip Baker Hall. Yeah. I always get him confused with the guy who was in. Who's the guy that was in the star? Who, who's the guy that was the?
4: Uh, Darth Vader.
0: That's oh, another Bill David Prowse.
5: David Prowse.
0: There's another something
4: Hall that maybe. Oh was yeah, the, yeah, uh, yeah. The guy played Predator. Predator. That's uh, another Hall. Yeah. I get well, them Peter confused. Had, David Peter, David Hall, I think right, his name was. Right. It's a three name yeah. hall. That's yeah. what
0: gets me. All right. Let's do a little, uh, what you, uh, spinner. I mean, not what you watch, what you spin. <laughs> what, what do we well. spin? Well, let's see. I think I have this right this time, but, well, uh, well, it doesn't matter. It I mean, always, you'll do it. You'll do, do it more than on
4: once. It's okay.
0: All right. Look, everybody's on there, right?
1: Except me. I'm off. There. See that? Right. John, I'm pulling for you, buddy. Everybody's up there. Everybody's good.
4: Oh, hey!
5: There, he there you
4: go. All right, I can't
0: right. wait. Chris, you're up.
4: The What's, week. Of, what, which, let us know uh, when our assignment comes out. Chris, turn I love your that mic we're on. calling this assignments Chris, now. Yeah, I don't like that language. Turn Chris, your no, mic no,
0: on. Very um, academic. Just remember, it's the week I'm getting married. Not that there's any pressure, but that is. Oh, the week we
4: should I'm do it. Yeah, I, I, I thought can, we were no. going to do a wedding thing. We'll do can that we at spin? the wedding. We'll do that at the wedding. Okay, a live version.
1: Can we spin to see who marries Ralph next? <laughs> <can> <laughs>
4: fifth, he's, getting, Drew, he's cutting that out. I'm telling you right now. The
0: fifth configuration. No, yeah, I'm not. The fifth. <laughs> I'm going to stick with Ralph, the fourth configuration.
1: Mazeltov, yeah. uh, Kelly, and I are very much looking forward to the event and also to seeing all of you guys, some uh, of whom I haven't seen in person ever. And I'm looking we'll forward to that, seeing uh, everybody we'll
0: live. We'll this is going to be weird seeing us in 3D. Now it's a right.
1: party.
3: It's not the wedding, right?
0: No, it's a party. The wedding's the day the wedding a day before is
3: courthouse. Friday. I'm getting, yeah, the
0: party's
1: on have, Saturday. Have, the have, wedding is a small How formal is event. It's a the barbecue. Party? It's a barbecue. I mean, wear, I guess, Flip-flops and a Hawaiian shirt. Yeah. <laughs> Wait a
3: minute. I have a Hawaiian shirt. Right. Well, there you go. It's, it's wear, a barbecue. It's a barbecue. Make sure you wear your hats. Yeah.
0: No. Do not wear those is hats. Is that
3: this weekend? Next, Next weekend.
0: weekend? Next weekend. Next weekend.
1: John will have your hat next yes. weekend, guaranteed.
4: Yeah, I can't wait. I have to. I have to. Dry, I have to fly down there to get the damn thing.
1: <laughs> I'm getting mine from uh, Sean and Debbie. I'm excited. Oh, nice. All
4: right. So,
0: yeah, uh, Chris, you you bring the film. Let us know by Friday, hopefully.
1: Uh, yeah, I, it's it's down to
5: two different things. Um, I've already kind of been thinking. You know how it is. You know. You yeah. Things, oh, you were
4: hoping, uh, right? You want a hint, or just
0: going to you want to give us a surprise? surprise?
5: Or you want us to weigh in on your two choices? Um. Yeah, I could. I could just tell you right now the two. Yeah. Things I'm Thinking. I was thinking go, of going of going foreign on you guys, oh. and doing uh, one of my favorite all time favorite films, uh, *Chungking Express*. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, no, it's on HBO that.
5: Max at the moment, so I have it on Laser Disc.
1: Oh, beautiful! Pretty amazing. What's the other one?
5: The other one is um, Francis Ford Coppola's uh, *Rumble Fish*. Oh, oh my
4: goodness! Never Ooh. seen either one of them. Really?
5: Uh, yeah. So I'll, I'll I'll give it some time. That. You know he did the, he did the Outsiders, right? Yeah, yeah. Which, well, he then he literally back to back, staying in uh, Tulsa, Oklahoma, or wherever they were. He reshot another m- book by the same author called Rumblefish. Starts with um, is that Matt Dillon? Matt Dillon and Mickey Rourke and yeah, Mickey um, Rourke, Diane Lane. She was Matt Dillon and Diane Lane were both in the Outsiders. Anyway, uh, I'll give it some thought and then I'll uh, I'll shoot it out to everyone. All right. Sounds and John, sad. we don't
1: have, we don't have time because we're, we're finishing up, but next time I just would wonder, uh, let's pretend you had won the spin for this week. You know, what movie would you have brought? I'm just curious. We can talk about it next time. For okay. Last, for yeah. This cool.
4: Cause I, yeah, I need to think about
1: that. Cause you did. Oh, sorry, buddy.
4: I want to do some musical. I think Ralph, you know, cause Ralph, I love, really... I love dancing
0: on the couches. That's awesome. No, I could go classic. I dancing could go on classic. the ceiling. I, I could go old musicals. Hollywood. There's
1: lots of great musicals. Red yeah.
2: stare classic.
3: No, a real classic like Greece. Well, yeah. Greece 2 is the real Grease classic, two, not Greece. We're going to school
0: tonight. Yeah, I got a 4K, 4K coming out this month. Of, of that? Grease, really? Of Greece 2. Oh yeah. my God. Yeah. Wow. Michelle so. Pfeiffer.
4: Yeah. Adrian's med. It's, it's awesome. Yeah. It's going to be great. So all awesome.
0: right, everybody. Nice job. <laughs> Sorry you didn't all like it, but that's the whole point <laughs> no, of this. It's good. It. I'm glad you uh, all yeah, did no, the assignment. I, I, I didn't know these were assignments, but okay, I understand. Um, Have a safe week, Drew. I hope you feel better.
1: Yeah. I already Um, do. Thank you. Oh, good. Boy, see you guys, Andrew. We'll see you sucks.
0: Yeah. We'll see you next week for this, and then Saturday, we'll all be together.
1: That's right. Looking forward to that rain. We'll see see you next time
3: this
0: then the following Saturday. If people are lucky at the party, we'll do our show in front of everybody at the party. Oh my
1: god, that would be hilarious. Give a
0: little
3: taste of what this is. People will be so lucky. Yeah, but you know
1: it's what's going to suck is that do this. most of those people will basically be like, "I didn't know you guys did a show." <laughs> 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 That's
4: what
1: talking about. So we got to get We got to set hey. up a
4: computer so they can like and subscribe. On <laughs> another universe
0: in the multiverse, we're a huge hit. That's, That's right. all I'm
4: going to say. We're <laughs> uh, not that close. All right, all right, everybody. All right, everybody. Week. Again, love the
0: hats you guys. They really look yep. great. <laughs> You're going to have one next week for sure. I'll exactly. see you guys. I can't like, wait. It's
4: only been a month. Awesome.